Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live on this Friday. The chase for the championships continues in Vienna and Basel. A handful of players fighting for the final three spots in Italy. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. We're down to the semifinals in Europe. The race to Turin has renewed one of the best rivalries in our sport. Who's going to win between Medvedev and Tsitsipas round 13? Plus, will Queen Wen take the crown? The top Chinese player leads a group of stars into the semis at the WTA Elite Trophy. And this weekend, the tennis community celebrates the life of Dick Leach, a legendary college coach who leaves an indelible legacy. With that, we bring you into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Jimmy Arias, Prakash Amitraj. We are just two sleeps away from the start of the WTA Finals in Cancun. And guess what? The court is ready to go. It's looking beautiful. Good to go now? Our production manager, Perry Eckhart, on site taking this photo. The WTA purple. Okay, we're getting there. No net yet, but seems like the court's perfect colors. What you did think about the purple, Jimmy? I think the court looks beautiful. The no net means they're going to play really well because there's no mistakes happening in the <laughs> net. Unless they shots. get that, yeah. <laughs> Keep it low, rip it hard and flat, and you're going to have a good chance well, Weissman, at Cancun. Weissman, what's the, what's the desk going to look like there? Because I know it's you and Coco over yep. there. I know we got a little salt and pepper thing. You guys got a right. nickname situation going uh, for the week? Not yet, but we're going to come up with one. You, any suggestions? I'm just tossing this out there. You go with hot cocoa and white chocolate. Ooh. I'm just saying. I'm just 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 one of the ideas on the Coming list. Coming strong. <laughs> Write it down. Hot cocoa, white chocolate. I'll run it by Vandaway. We'll see what she says. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think we'll go with that. That's strong. What, what's you and Danny uh, in Paris? Oh, you know what? We've only been together for three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> don't know what that was. Obviously, there's nothing to be said with that, those two. I'm, right. And I don't want to touch your whole what he just said. <laughs> It's all good. Where's your mind going, Jimmy? Where's your mind going? I don't know, Jimmy. Uh, we'll go to Vienna for you, Arias. Started with a right. rematch of the semis two years ago. Big foe. Only time he got the better of Yannick Sinner was in that match. But today, the Italian, strong. Sinner has looked like the best player in the world. And Tiafo came out in this match with a lot of energy, ripping ground strokes. He made 12 return of serves of the first 14 serve points from Sinner. And he only won two of those points. One of them was a double fault. So Sinner was winning the baseline rallies. Sinner was just too solid. He doesn't have a weakness right now. His serve has improved. When he was down break points, he hit big serves every time. He only missed one first serve on his break point chances. And he, he hit a huge second serve. And looked so confident. Every phase of the game, even coming to the net, he now looks like a natural volleyer. There was nothing Tiafo could do. He tried a lot of different things. He has all that talent, all that shot-making ability, but Sinner was just too solid. Yeah, what well, 80% of his serves overall in this match. It's Gucci for Yannick Sinner. Hopefully I can get in turn with as, uh, as much confidence as possible. I, I feel like that I 
have improved throughout the whole year and, and now you know slowly things are coming together and, and I also feel that I have a couple of options more you know sometimes uh, making um, certain volley drop shots also slice is working a little bit better still know that I have to improve a lot but you know this is why I'm why I'm here this is why he's here looking good Jimmy said best player in the world right now he kind of looks like what do you think well not only that but you sounded confident while you said it yeah but i'll change tomorrow but well, for right now <laughs> for right now he's about today was the best player. I, I tell you what let's let's stick on that for a minute here i mean look he, he picked up his first 1000 title not too long ago he seems to be adding different elements to his game and we talked about the different tiers yesterday on tc live i mean i, I think he's right there just pushing on that top tier next year is where i, I think he's going to make that first grand slam final possibly take his first Grand Slam. So I'm not mad at you, Jimmy. Do you think? Yeah, no. I Look, I think he's tier one right now. The yeah, way okay. he's playing is amazing. Yeah. And he's even adding the volley. The volley looked, he had a couple of volleys today. And I'm thinking, this guy does everything now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, this is an expanded tier one, right? You're not replacing Djokovic, no, Alcaraz, or Medvedev. No, I can't replace yeah. him. Yeah. It's, like, it's like an expansion <laughs> team. You know, he's just adding another another team to the situation. Yeah. Yannick Sinner, <laughs> he deserves it. Yep. Th these two guys, they certainly deserve it as well. Alexander Zverev won the first five matches he played against Andre Rublev, but the Russian has taken the past two. Both this year continue that form today, Jim. The first set was domination as Rublev was crushing ground strokes as he often does and Rube, and Zverev was struggling with his forehand. That's the shot that when he's not playing well, when he's not confident, he has trouble. Somehow in the second set, Zverev managed to steal the set. He served just well enough in the big moments, came up with a couple of good shots towards the end. He was down three love in that tie break before he reeled off six of the next seven points. Eventually won it with that ace, but the third set started and we got right back to looking like the first set. Mm. Three love down immediately. And Rublev just had all the answers in that set because whenever it was important, all he had to do is hit a little slidey serve to the Zverev forehand, and that forehand would either misfire, even when he knew it was going there, or it would land a little short, and if you hit it short, now, Andre Rublev, he's going to move a ground stroke. Who, who's got the better lettuce, better hair between those two? Mm, I'm going to go with Rublev. Mm, okay. A little fuller? A little fuller. Maybe yeah. color a touch yeah. better. He, he gets the win on <laughs> all <laughs> levels here. Never, never combed either, by the way, Rublev. It's just wherever it wakes up that day. It either, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. know but... the, the lion locks. So we got some good matchups here in the semifinals. Rublev going to play Yannick Sinner. And Daniil Medvedev against Stefano Tsitsipas for the 13th. We'll talk about that match later on on TC Live. But to Basel we go. The four seed, Yubi Hercotch, trying to keep his chances to reach turn a lot, taking on Talon Griekspor for the third time this year. For Koch, they split the previous two. Griekspor has been very tough all year. And look, giant mental effort from Hercotch here. You see here, 6-3 up in the breaker. All of a sudden, Griekspor reels off a bunch of straight points in a row to be able to take the first set, 8-6. Now you think momentum's with him, but Hercot doesn't let it bother him. Goes back to the well here in the second set, really digs deep, showing some really good movement here. We all know how brilliant he is on offense, but when he starts mixing in this kind of defense and transitioning from the back of the court into the front of the court, that's what I think is going to take him into that next level, possibly challenge for inside the top ten, into the top five. Kids served exceptionally well all the way through. Crucial juncture here, three all, break point, third set, able to dip the return down, get the break. 23 aces, 2 for 2, break point save.
46 total winners for you. Be 52 aces this week, 950 for the season, far and away the most on the ATP Tour. If you didn't know that, meantime, business booming for Holger Runa this week. Boom, boom, Becker by his side, Prakash Runa. Coming off back-to-back -back wins for the first time since Wimbledon. Look, sometimes that's what you need. You need that little bit of excitement. He definitely seems to be getting it from the six-time Grand Slam champ. And a little bit more aggression here, you can see. Oh, man, looks intimidating on the side over there. Love to look at that in the coach's box. Forehand firing nice and good here. I love when Holger's just a little bit more forward in the court. That's what he did so well when he won Paris last year, hugging that baseline, finding his way into the net. Second set, though, Etchberry started finding his range. Runa, you can see, just not even trying for that next ball, kind of conserving a little bit of energy. No breaks here in the third set. Point of the match for me. Break point down at five all. Pulls a little page out of Boom Boom's book. Serving volley, backspinner, drop shot. That was enough for him to get through there, get into the breaker. Check this out. Dead drop at 6-all. Echeverry mentally cannot recover from it. Double fault, Steve. Gives it away. Said I was super lucky at the end. I have never had as much luck in my life. But you know what? You make your own luck when you're Holgaruna and you're a top 10 player and you are going into Turin right now as that number eight guy. Every day, Jimmy, you've changed your mind on Holgaruna. Is he going to make the finals? Is he not? What are we saying today? Uh, I mean, pretty soon, <laughs> mathematically, it's gonna, he's going to be in because he keeps winning matches. And he's probably the favorite to win in the semifinals again. He has Boom Boom Becker with him now, and he's got the same luck that Becker has. If you remember, Becker won a few of his majors with one of them against Derek Rostanio. That's right. Let court. Rostanio had a volley on match point in the second round to take him out of that U.S. Open. He ends up, that let court goes over his racket, wins the U.S. Open. Joachim Nystrom had a couple of match points. It was a similar situation at Wimbledon the first time he won Wimbledon. Boom Boom's lucky. And he brought that. <laughs> he wasn't really that good. He, no, he was good. But he, he was also fortunate at times. He's bringing that luck to Runa, obviously, because Runa did get awfully lucky today. He hit that nice drop volley, but the shot in the middle of the tape, that net had to be pretty loose for that ball to dribble, dribble over. over like it did. And that was an unfortunate way to end such a tough match for Echeverrian. That caused the double fault. He tried to gather himself, yeah. but you only have a few seconds to gather yourself, and he couldn't do it, obviously. You look at what's going on right now, and, and Runa's kind of taking care of business. You know, at this stage, not a lot of these players who are kind of behind him have made Turin before, so you don't know what this pressure is like. And sometimes it's not, you know, everyone playing well and you just have to have an unbelievable week to make it. Sometimes you just got to watch your back, and, and all the other players might just lose because they can't handle the pressure, and some of that is going on with the players just behind Holger Runa, like Taylor Fritz and a couple of the others, Alex de Menor. So, um, you know, Holger taking care of business, looking good in that eighth the, spot. The one thing about Runa that you always have to remember Remember, so far in his career, he wins those kind of contentious matches. He yeah. finds ways in the tight moments. I don't know if that'll continue forever, but that's his M.O. right now. Prakash said it the other day. He's a dog. Well, just, I, just I, I think just that's like part Morris. of it. When, when things get a little bit ugly out there, yeah. I, I think, you know, he thrives in that. He does. You know, even if there's a little animosity between the players, he doesn't mind that. And we know Boom Boom doesn't mind that. That's, I think, one of the reasons why the personalities, I think, will be good for each other. D-O-double-G. Well, just like you, baby. You know? <laughs> One dog knows another. <laughs> my God. My God. <laughs> Much more still to come here on TC Live. This show's gone to the dogs. Listen, <laughs> we're talking the WTA Elite Trophy Zuhai. The semifinals are set. We will get you ready for tonight's action. You don't want to miss it. Final four in China.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jimmy Prakash, Steve, back on TC Live. We're going to Zhuhai. WTA Elite Trophy, Beatrice Haddad, Maya, Caroline Garcia meeting for the first time. The Brazilian got off to a sizzling start, Prakash, won the first 14 points of the match. Well, that heavy forehand from the Brazilian working in fine form today was able to move Garcia all over the court, not making too many unforced errors either. Cruz to a healthy first set. There's so much action on that serve, able to get errors off of the return as well. Takes it 6-1 here in the first set. Second set, push to a breaker here. And again, just being able to move Garcia around the court, this time flattening out the backhand straight off the line. Love the way she used that right hand behind the ball. Strong wrist there. And just, again, forcing errors out of Garcia. Just a little bit too much pressure. Ninth top 20 win of the year. Haddad Maya stays perfect in the Camellia group. Books her spot in the semifinals. Who will join her? Winner of this match between Zheng Qinwen and Yelena Ostapenko will make the final four, Jimmy. Zhang on a six-match winning streak after the title in Zhangzhou and a win over Donovan. It's Wednesday. Zhang is going to be top ten next year yep. at the end of Agreed. the year for sure. She has all the weapons. She works awfully hard. I've actually seen her practicing, and she's all day out on the court mm. ripping ground strokes. So all that work is starting to pay off. She won the first set, struggled, because when you play Ostapenko, you play three sets. You know that that <laughs> is going to happen. And normally, Ostapenko finds a way to win those three-set yeah. matches. But you got to give a little credit to Zhang as she was able, in the biggest moments, win those points and ran away in the end with that final set. This has been a great fall for the number one Chinese player in the world. 11 aces, won the last four games. She's in the semifinals. We are all set. Two Chinese players in the semis. Zhu Lin got her spot when Veronica Kudermatova saved two match points against Ludmila Samsonova. Prakash, what do you make of the Final Four? Well, hey, listen, you got to love two Chinese players in there. I think that's going to make it very interesting. And uh, I, I like Haddad Maya to, to come through. I, I just think even though she's, she's seated lower than Kasakina, when she's finding her range, she's got such a big game that um, I, I think she's my winner. Kazakina looking for some revenge from a loss in Doha earlier this year. Zhulin actually beat Zhang back when she was just 15 years old. It was a 60K in China. So uh, much has changed since then. You say Zhang's going to be a top 10 player next year. I do, and I think she'll probably get through that match this time when they face each other. Although there's always that added, added pressure when you're playing against a country woman. And so we'll see who handles that pressure better in that semifinal. Stay up late, 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific for that. Well, the race for the final three spots at the ATP Finals getting hot and heavy. We will show you where all these guys stand next.
Welcome back to TC Live from uh, Tartine to Tortillas. We've got you covered next week. Prakash and Danny Kleppinger, they are in Paris. Myself, Coco Vandeweghe, headed to Cancun for the WTA Finals. Hopefully we get a little double box action, Prakash. That's how, back and forth. You know that's how TC does it. We global, baby. Right? All across the world, we have you covered WTA Finals. Masters 1000 in Paris. Looking forward to it. Flight sleeve tomorrow. To Vienna we go, Jimmy. Returning champ, Daniil Medvedev taking on Karin Hatchinov. Medvedev already two wins over his good friend this year. Yeah, he has struggled, Hatchinov has, against Medvedev throughout their career. He's got one win against him. 2018 in the first set, it was one-way traffic. Medvedev was in complete control, but who kept trying to hit bigger and bigger. You have to hit so big to hit through Medvedev. Somehow he managed to do it in the second set, but got down an early break in the third. And although they had some long, tough rallies, Medvedev seems to have more of those answers more often than not, especially against his own countrymen. And he is Ooh. so tough to beat. You can't miss those type of shots in the end. Three similar sets. Two of them were won by Medvedev. Now what? Nine straight matches in Vienna equals a personal best. 63rd win of the season. How about that? 63 wins this year. Stefano Tsitsipas trying to keep his spot in the race to the ATP Finals. Playing former Wake Forest star Borna Gojo in his first ATP quarterfinal, Prakash. Well, Steph hasn't done much since her quarterfinal appearance in Roland Garros, aside from that title in Los Cabos, but really seems to be finding some of his best tennis this week. Rhythm is better, playing a bit more aggressive, moving around the court, finding a few more forehands there especially on some big points, served really well today. 78 points, 78% won on his first serve, say five of six break points. And again, moving around the court really well, imposing that physique of his on his opponent. I think that's when he's playing his best tennis. And the indoor season, great time for him to be able to find it. Gets a crucial break at five all there and does a good job serving it out. Not even the, uh, the dyed look from Gojo to get him <laughs> over the line today. 26 winners. For Tsitsipas said, I kept fighting and didn't lose faith into his sixth semifinal of the season. So let's check out the updated standings in the race to Turin. Five guys are in. Rublev locked it up the other day. So three spots still up for grabs. Holgaruna, he's into the semifinals looking to hang on to it. Hubie Hercotch, a winner as well. Taylor Fritz is out this week, but a thousand points still up for grabs in Paris, Jimmy. How many of those spots do you think are still really up for grabs? Is it just number eight, or, or we got a couple in there? I think it's just number eight. I think it looks as though all the players that were already in seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah. The players were just on the bubble mm. are not doing quite as well, other than Hubie Hercotch. Yeah. So Hercotch is the guy that you got to be worried about, but that's only one guy. There is Taylor Fritz, if he makes a big run in Paris, obviously, with a chance. And there's some other players, too, but they almost have to win Paris. And at that point... We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. Jack Sock is the one that comes to mind. Came out of nowhere, won Paris, and then got himself to eight in the world by the yeah. end of the year. Look, all of these players have in the top 15, top 20, have proven to be great, fantastic players on the, on the highest level of our sport. But pressure can do funny things to you. You know, you can create diamonds or you can get absolutely crushed. So I just want to see how everyone responds over these next couple of weeks. I think anything can still happen. I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. Hubie's 10 in the race right now. I think the way Hubie's playing, he is going to get in there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how. He may end up winning this event, which, which I think he will. And, um, and then there's still Paris. So Hubie is my, is my call to be able to sneak mm. in from outside the top eight. 
Looking forward to uh, hopefully hearing you interview him in Paris. You know he loves week. our TC desk. He does. You gotta ask him where the good <laughs> vegan spots in Paris. You know that's his thing. As we enter the social net, we pay our respects to legendary USC tennis coach Dick Leach, passed away on October 10th. He won four national titles with the Trojans, amassed a program record 540 wins over his two decades at SC, also coached his All-American sons, John and Rick. Leach was also father-in-law to our own Lindsey Davenport. We send all of our love to Lindsey, John, the entire family, and Prakash, I know he was very close to you. He actually recruited you to USC. Yeah, I mean, look, it was such a big moment in my life to be able to go to a school as prestigious as USC, stay close to home, and then we won a championship. We had absolutely no business winning in 02. He had announced his retirement two months earlier, so it was an absolute Cinderella run. He, he, he's told that story over the last 20 years so many times, but the one thing that always stands out about Coach Leach is, sure, he's able to give you pointers on the court and so forth, but you're going to be hard-pressed to find someone who has been a head coach for so long, who has left such an impact on a school and also has been such a leader. You know, you could be five courts away from him, but when you see him over there, it makes you it makes you want to really dig deep and uh, fall, on the, fall on the sword for your team. I actually saw him the first time when I was 10 years old because I played the finals of the 12 and under national doubles against Rick Leach, wow. his son, and he was there. And at no time when he knew me did he recruit me for USC. He only <laughs> wanted Prakash, apparently, to play for him. But, uh, you know, a great man, a great tennis man throughout his long life. And my condolences to Rick and John and Lindsay. Whole family. There's a service tomorrow to celebrate the life of Dick Leach at the Racquet Club of Irvine, 2 p.m. here in Southern California. Leach leaves behind both a legacy and lineage of champions. May he fight on forever. Dick Leach was 83 years old. Back on TC Live with our hot shot of the day comes from Sasha Zverev and Andre Rublev, Prakash. Uh, look, a brilliant backhand up the line from Zverev, but look at his positioning. The guy was about 95 feet behind the baseline there, so far back and wide. Andre, how were you not covering the line? And even if you didn't, where's the dive, Jimmy? He, he's fairly sure that he could have pulled that cross court, so Rublev had to cover the middle, apparently. You're absolutely right. He wanted to create a hot shot for Zverev. That's right. Well, that's fair. Right? That's At least fair. it wasn't important. He won the match. <laughs> I'll give you the hot shot. Uh, center court coverage on Saturday, starting overnight in Zhuhai, Kazakina, Haddad Maya, Zhu Lin, Zhang Qinwen, and then how about the semifinals getting underway in Oof. Vienna, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Rublev, and Sinner, followed by TC Live. Those are good ones, so let's talk a little bit more about them. It's the 13th meeting between Daniil Medvedev, Stefano Tsitsipas. We, we know the history. We started in Miami, a little back and <laughs> forth. This guy can't fight this and that, can't back himself up. Tsitsipas has won two of their last three meetings, however, including the last two on hard courts. Who wins this match? I, I, th I think Steph is finding a little bit of rhythm, as we talked about earlier on the show. So I actually like Steph to be able to come through. I, I know Daniel is, you know, so good on this court over there. But um, I, I just think Steph is finding that momentum at the right time, playing well indoors, finding a few more forehands than he's used to. So um, I, I'm, I'm going with Steph. I just hope whoever wins is, is going to come up with something better because both both those guys got some, I, I don't know, embarrassing dance moves when they won. I, mean, you, I know you saw that, Jim. All I know is whoever Prakash picks, I'm going the, the other, other way. Other way. On this one. I'm yeah. this one at least. Aggressive. So I'm going to go Medvedev. Why not? Can you fight or whatever it was that Medvedev said? I don't think he you can fight. He called him a... Mm -mm. 
Actually, I, can't, I don't think anybody can say either word. No. You've got to beat that out. <laughs> Look, they're both going to be fighting hard in this match, obviously, because of the bad luck. Medvedev's won eight times of the 12 that they played before, so probably the favorite heading into this one. And then we got Yannick Sinner, Andre Rublev, 3-2 head-to-head for Sinner in this matchup. What do you make of it? Well, I went with the underdog in the in the previous one. I'm going to go with with the favorite here. I do agree with what Jimmy's been saying. Sinners, he, he seems like he's playing another level up than he has played all year so far. It, it's going to be tough to be able to take him out. Andre hits the ball so big. I just think he's going to have a couple more dips throughout the match. Sinners just going to be a little bit more level all the way throughout. It's going to be fun to watch because you don't often see Pong tennis and this is going to be two guys standing on the baseline and taking absolute full <laughs> swings half following every ball Jimmy doing that. it's going to it's going to be fun to watch and it's just a question of who can half volley better from the baseline on who wins It'll probably be Sinner. I, I, okay, I, you can't I, go against him I, on that one. Time, one. one time. Yeah, once me, in a while. One time all week. Yeah, that's the only time. He said okay. that Sinner's the best player in the world today. Yeah, yeah that's you, why it's hard for me to go, go against him. You got him winning this trophy in Vienna. I do. Right? Yeah. It's championship weekend is about to get underway here on Tennis Channel. Prakash, safe travels to Paris. You too, brother. I will see everybody from Cancun. Thank you for watching TC Live.